Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days for the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art of Shaco. With it, keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city state. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes, sir You tune back into The Fix Your source of faith-infused Hip-hop, R&B, and poetry Wake up with us It's your boy DJ Focus checking in Hey, it's your girl Dice Gamble In the building checking in On this tip-top Tuesday Tip-toe Tip-toe mm-hmm. That's how y'all be tip out them windows, huh? <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, another back up. Shh, the kids are sleeping. Oh my goodness! Oh ooh, my goodness! Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. I know we still talking about cuffing season a little bit, so I yeah, I pray, I pray y'all ain't. I pray y'all ain't tiptoeing out nobody window, and you know, that should be a dead <laughs> sign, especially if you grown, grown, that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Tiptoeing out the window? Yeah, yeah. If you if you have to jump out the window or climb mm-hmm. in windows. In the middle of the night, you, you might need to reevaluate what you're mm. doing. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your life? Oh, that you're still doing that as a grown adult. Ain't nobody tiptoeing. Y'all better not be tiptoeing on Tiptoe Tuesday. Tiptoe Tuesday was designed to say we tiptoe into a subject so as not to overly offend you. But sometimes we can't tiptoe into stuff like right now. Like we are not tiptoeing into you fornicating. Please don't do it. But focus, listen, on another note, today's National Food Day. And it's to help people eat healthy and eat real. So today you are encouraged to eat your fruits, your vegetables, your whole grains, and your sustainably raised protein for those of you who are still eating animals that have heartbeats. Um, so I just want to throw that out there, man. The, the, the point is today's focus is for you to be healthy, uh, right. for you to buy things that you, that, that can be sustainably produced. And, um, you know, you know, help. You got to think about caring for the environment. Like, you know, so, you know, God bless the farmers on today. It's National Food Day. Eat something healthy today. And the way that you can observe this is to uh, go eat at a restaurant that has like um, fresh food that they actually grow. Fresh herbs that maybe they grow inside the restaurant on their rooftop or something like that. Like it's farm to table day, basically. You know what I'm saying? Those restaurants that have, even if it's a protein but just some, just like where it's farm raised this, you know what I'm saying? So today is, yeah, National Food Day. Eat real day. Eat real. She's Eat made it. Something good. Huh? She's Eat made that food good. real good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. I'm gonna go get me a good salad. A good, there we go. go me, Let's I'm go. I'm gonna go get me some. 
you know, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get me a pile up the veggies, man. Pile them up today. I love that. I, listen, yeah, that's good. I'm excited about today. I am too. I'm gonna have to get me a smoothie today too, as well. There so we I'm go. Start started off with a midday Bro, smoothie, smoothie and then uh, follow up with that salad. salad come on now yeah. go and get you your fruit cup you be eating your fruit your wife be hooking you up with the fruit i'll be honest with you do. i don't know yeah. if my husband ever sliced me up or anything mm. no he ain't never sliced he will go buy you some berries he'll buy the berries for you but he ain't he ain't gonna slice them <laughs> he ain't doing all that he'll buy it in a nice little plastic container and bring it right on to you here you go god bless your life <laughs> that's what he'll do he will do that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Once again, you tune into the right. fix, and of so course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ to send the message. Listen, we thank y'all for waking up with us. We got another fun pack show for y'all again today. Listen, we uh we gonna get a super talented rhyme spitter on the line with us, and he from O H I O too as well. Uh, our brother Will Kellum will be joining us uh, today to talk about everything mm. he got going on, working on new music. And, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of good things he's working on that uh, we want to definitely uh, get him on the line to talk about. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Dice, why not? We might as well have a, a fun real real today. We're going to do another about. another round of that uh, old school versus new school parenting, huh? Yeah, today's parents, y'all, y'all, y'all just, God, God bless you. I, I mean, I mean, whew, your kids are out of control. I, I just want to say it. I just want to be honest and just say it. And that's for old school kids are running the world right now I'm gonna be honest with you they are running the world and shout out to all the Gen X's or whatever you are called but I don't know man I just believe in that old school way no spare the rod spoiled child that's what I just need some respect, Dice. I, I just, I, I, I'm just tired of just this disrespectful type uh, deal. You know what I'm saying? I like, know. He ain't got to tell me. Needs to be values. Needs to be moral standards. Like, yeah, yeah. Just no, not just do what you feel or do whatever you want. No, no. We got to stop. No. So yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna have fun uh, talking about that. That's gonna be a, a great conversation for us. Mm-hmm. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. And listen, y'all keep talking about CHH is dead. And I promise you, me and Dice keep finding all these artists that uh, I, I, we call them diamond in the roughs. We like, oh, my goodness, where where, 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 where he been at? Where she been at? And uh, this super talented artist we got on the line right now, he, he's one of them. Um, I would argue he's uh, he got next. It's a lot of people up next in CHH. And uh, I think if you listen to some of his catalog, you might argue, you know what I'm saying? He he should be in your playlist, too, as well. So, listen, without further ado, help me welcome in the super talented Will Kellum. What's going on, brother? Yo, yo, what's good, pal? Appreciate oh, that, man. Appreciate that. Sure. No, no, man, listen, man, let's be very clear, man. If, if, you, if uh, we, we, we do a... Uh, we do a spiritual, de- uh, forgive me, a uh, winning prescription every Friday, and we get a chance to review up and coming music. So that's that's what the prescriptions is about. Is trying to get new music, and uh, yeah, you did came across there a couple of times, a couple of different songs, <laughs> and we finally got a chance to, you know, what I'm saying, sit with one of your songs and talk about it and break it down. So that's yeah, why uh, we was like, let let's go ahead and reach out. I know Dice reached out to you. So listen, yeah. come on for the people who may not know you. Share a little mm-hmm. bit of your faith journey a little bit, maybe how you developed your relationship with Christ before we talk about everything dope you do. Okay, most definitely. Um, so I'm 27 
and I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. My grandmother is a pastor. Uh, my mom is a minister and my father is a gospel singer. Um, so I grew up in church, um, but I'm from like the urban side of Dayton and it wasn't cool being a church kid, being a pastor's kid. So I rebelled a little while I was in high school and things like that. And that's how I started to get into music. Um, I started doing secular ring and um, it, it was a moment where um, I was in college and I realized that everything that I was doing was starting to fall through and nothing was actually prospering for me. And I knew it was in the back of my mind. I had a lot of conviction for the things I was doing and I knew it was because I wasn't serving God. So I started giving my life to God and I started seeing him change my life, change my mind and rearrange my heart. And so after that, I gave him my life at like 18 and ever since then, I never looked back. So that's how I got into knowing Jesus and actually creating a relationship with him for myself. So with that being said, I love I love you broke that down, you know, grew up inner city, wasn't really cool to be the church kid. Yeah. What, 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 what do you think, you know, outside of your peers, was there anything else that kind of like really influenced you not to do it more in the gospel scene, being that your, your dad is a gospel singer? Mm -hmm. Why, did, did you ever even think about it back then when you first started doing music to even do it on the Christian hip hop side? I did. I did. So um, what's crazy is um, my friend, his mom is like a Christian counselor and I was doing music and I was like winning talent shows around the city. And she was like, I had a dream that you were doing all these shows and nothing fell through and um, nothing will ever happen for you until you get your life to Christ. And that always stuck with me at 15 years old. I'm like, Man, I'm thinking about doing it, you know, but then, you know, you got friends. They're like, oh, that's whack. You know, Christian music, whack. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I ain't going to do it, you know. And then eventually I'm like, nah, this is my purpose in life. So I have to do it, you know. So, yeah. Was that a struggle for you, though? You know, even walking and, and, and you know, learning that that's your purpose and being able to submit to God. Was that a struggle for you at first? Man, that was a huge struggle at first because, I mean, you want people to like you, you know? So when you got a fan base in the city and people like, ah, oh, don't box yourself in, which they don't know that they're boxing themselves in too, because they're preaching about things. Um, but you know, they telling you not to box yourself in. So you want people to like your music. You want people to relate to you and things like that. And you feel like, ah, oh, the people that's listening to my music, they won't ever listen to me again. So that was very hard for me, but I had to break out of that box because I'd rather fear God than fear men, you know, so and reverence him and reverence what he thinks about me than what they think about me. That's good. You know, what's, what's one misconception you can debunk? I know you said your grandma was a pastor and you, of course, your mom minister and your dad as well. What's what's one thing you could debunk of just growing up and, and having the influence of your grandma, your, your mom, your dad as being church leaders that you can mm -hmm. bunk? I, I, I would usually say, you know, growing up as a PK, but, you mm -hmm. know, definitely you still had that authority of, like you say, everybody, not only in your household, as well as grandma household, praising mm -hmm. the Lord. So what's one thing you could say, you know, what they say this about pks or they say this about church kids who grow up with church leaders is not true what's the most misconception you would debunk i always hear uh pks are the wildest <laughs> they always say that we wild um and that we had no self-control but i actually disagree with that I, I never drunk a day in my life you know and they always talk about pks are the party kids and things like that but i never drunk a day in my life never drunk alcohol a day in my life so i, I debunk that by saying 
I rebelled because I felt like I wanted to look cool for everybody else. It's not based off of, you know, my parents being too strict or my grandmother being too strict. They trusted me, but I was just deceiving them to please people, you know, but I could have had my own route, but I wanted to follow. I was a follower instead of being a leader, you know, so. That's good. So, so has that changed? Bring us up to speed now. What's your relationship with your peers now that, you know, the circle that you're in, do you still hang out with some of the, you know, uh, maybe the, you know, young, uh, when you, when you were young in high school or college, if you did some college, do you still hang out with some of your peers and do they respect you now for what you're doing? Man, they respect me. What's crazy is, um, some of my closest friends that we grew up with, we were all doing music and I was the first to get saved. And then, um, I actually start, you know, ministering to them. We start holding Bible studies. And now two of my closest friends, they are now saved as well. And we do music together now for the Lord. So that's wow. And um, some of the friends that I did have, we don't talk any longer because, you know, they believe a whole and a whole different religion. So we don't talk anymore like that. But when I do see them, I still say what's up. I try to always throw in a little bit of seeds there, but they don't, you know, hopefully prayerfully one day they come to Christ. But, you know, we don't communicate like that as much. But I do got those close friends that I grew up with and now we're serving the Lord together. So that's amazing. No, that is amazing. And that's good. You were able to go back and, and still be able to witness. So, so I, I always ask, cause you, you know, you said you're 27. So you, you know, you, you, you're up and coming, you, you almost yeah. to that 30, but you still right in that little yeah. spot. Yeah. Uh, one, are, are you married? And then two, if you're not married, are you dating? And if you are dating, just, can you talk about the dynamic of courting or dating mm-hmm. right now in this age? Like, what's that like for you trying to be a man of God, trying to walk right and do the right thing? Mm-hmm. You know, speak a little bit to that, because I know it, it has to be challenges in that. Yeah, it is challenges. So I'm actually married. Um, we're going okay. on two years now. Praise uh, God. Okay. Praise God. Thank you. Yeah. And we just had a little boy. He's five months. He's down there with his mom now. So yeah, um, we're two years in and um, actually it was difficult Um I was actually celibate for after I had got out of a relationship before I got into Christ and I was celibate for about eight years before I found my wife. And so um, that that was very tough because, you know, people try to tempt you when you're dating um, and you're telling people that you're living for the Lord. And then they hear that you're celibate and they're like, oh, I don't know if I could date you. You know, it's like, dang, I'm trying to live for the Lord. You can't date me when I'm uh, being celibate because some people, they don't hold those principles nowadays. But it was beautiful to um, get to meet my wife. She comes from a two parent household and her father is a deacon. And then my father is a gospel singer. So it was just beautiful how we mixed together and we were able to just jump off rip and connect like that. Yeah. Man, let me let me let me salute you, brother, because I, 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 young young men your age is not keeping themselves. Let's be very clear. And I'm talking about yeah. in the church. I ain't talking about the world. I'm talking yeah. about in the pews every Sunday. Yeah, yeah they having they having their way on Friday and Saturday. Let's be very clear. So yeah. I want to salute you for you know submitting us and doing what God told you to do. Saying no, nah, you do respect your body, your temple, the spirit that's within you. And God told you no, nah, wait for your wife. So that was good, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Listen, DJ that. Focus. Uh, we got to go to a quick break. I promise you, don't touch that dial. We coming right back with more from Will Kellum. Keep it locked. You tuning to the fix. You know the fix is in. New videos, music, articles. 
Bengals, Devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. DJ Focused. Dice Gamble, you tap back into the fix, your source of faith and fuse, hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. We still got the super talented rhyme spitter, Will Kellum, on the line. So come on, talk about your musical inspiration. This is going to be interesting because you're from Ohio. <laughs> so who inspired you to even get in hip-hop? You know, hip-hop turns 50 this year. This is uh, 50 years that we're celebrating um, the art form that we love. So take us back to when you first fell in love with hip-hop. What was your first hip-hop moment? Man, my first hip hop. So, being a PK kid, I didn't listen to secular music in our household. So, I used to sneak and get on the computer <laughs> and look up secular music. Um, one of my first big inspirations was Lauren Hill. I listened to the Miseducation of Lauren Hill album, and that was classic. It was classic. classic. That is a classic, man. It's classic. She got R&B, gospel, rap, all of it on there. And um, I was able to relate to her. And then after that, I started listening to a lot of J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. And um, then I just started digging like deep because I had like a like an OG. It was like, man, this new school rap ain't that good. Man, you need to listen to some Nas. You need to listen to uh, some Tribe Called Quest and things like that. He was trying to get me hip on KRS-One, but I didn't mix with KRS-One like that too much. But mm. um, after that, um, coming into Christ, my big inspirations was uh, Andy Minio, Lecrae, and um, I'll probably say uh, Eshawn Burgundy. Those were some of my big inspirations when I came into Christian rap. Yeah. So when did you know you had it, though? So it's one thing, absolutely, you get inspired, you start mm-hmm. dibbling and dabbling. But when did you know, like, nah, I could really do this on a professional level? When was that <laughs> moment? Was it a competition you were in? Was it somebody yeah. telling you it was nice? Or, yeah, speak to that a little bit. Um, so actually we had like our biggest talent show that we hold here in Dayton and, uh, this man named Tommy Owens, he actually brings like big artists down. Like he brought Charlie Wilson and R Kelly and people like that down. And, uh, Dave Chappelle happened to be there cause he's from uh, Springfield, which is like 20 minutes from Dayton. And I was rapping, man, and I actually won a talent show, and Dave Chappelle gave me a thumbs up. I'm like, oh, man, Dave here, man. <laughs> I must really be good, man, if he gave me a thumbs up. So, yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's fire. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, Dave Chappelle, and he loved hip-hop, let's be very clear. Yeah. Um, so walk us through your creative process, man. When you go in the lab, when you go in the studio, um, mm-hmm. are you want to need to hear the production, the beat first? Are you want to write your rhymes? You know, are you melodic? You singing some stuff out in your head? <laughs> walk us through your process. Uh, so my process is kind of like, I like to hear the beat first because I try to write. I try to cater to the beat. I don't try to hide in the beat, but I try to cater to it. Um, and then I may start freestyling like a cadence. And um, once I'm freestyling a cadence, that's when the words, once I get that first line, that's when everything trying to come together for me. But I like to really, in this season, I've been really digging deep into storytelling. That's where I've been really trying to dig deep into telling real stories that can connect to people's testimonies. So, yeah. Elaborate a little bit more on that. When you say storytelling, you know, uh, uh, connecting to people's testimonies, was mm-hmm. there a specific song that you could? So, yeah, do this for me. Give me one of your songs. Mm-hmm. Give, me eight, give me at least eight bars from it and break down the meaning. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll just I'll just talk about this recent song I just dropped. It's called uh, "Rich Man Poor Spirit." But I said, "Homie, trying to pay the bills, making sure the lights work, prayer practice, purpose, dog. All of that is light work. What you know about crying out to God until your eyes hurt? 
Flaming at you in them trenches, ain't never seen a pipe burst. Let me get that mic, church. This my time to testify. Stayed down with God when my pockets couldn't hold it down. Only kept my faith in rhymes when people tried to patronize and kept peace and seasons when your bills that have you petrified. So um, on that, those eight bars, I was really talking about how, you know, I was a college student when I first got saved. And, you know, you hear the prosperity gospel and you automatically think when you get into Christ, you're going to come up on some money. <laughs> All right. And um, that's not what happened for me, man. I was broke. I was dead broke, getting like $60, $80 a week, man, and trying to pay for an apartment, eating ramen noodles every day. And I'm praying like, God, when are you going to send something? Am I going to blow up? You know, what's going to happen? You know, you're thinking of those things. And actually what God gives you is more wisdom and more understanding. And um, that just really humbled me because, you know, when you first you get zealous when you first come to Christ, you know, you're like, man, I'm going to preach it to all, everybody, every creed, every color, I'm going to preach to everybody. But, um, you know, God had to humble me in my spirit and let me know that what if this right here, just being a local rapper is my will for you? Will you still serve me? Will you still do it for me? Um, and a lot of people, I wanted to get that message to them so that they know that it's okay being where God has you at right now. Humble beginnings is good. You know, don't frown upon humble beginnings. So, yeah. No, that's solid. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I think a lot of times we think it, you know, we want to rush the process. So uh, you know, speak to that a little bit too as well, because that's one thing I've been looking at your body of work. You've been putting in the work. Do you think, um, you know, this in this age, a lot of people are looking to just go viral off that one single and not put in uh -huh. a body of work to really show who they are as an artist? Yeah, I, I do. So that's something that I've actually been looking for as like a fan. Um, Lecrae just dropped a body of work that I really love. I love church clothes for like, especially construction. That was crazy song. Um, but like a lot of artists, I hear artists and I'd be like, man, they nice, but I just want that body of work that I could get behind and just sit on. And um, I do feel like a lot of people, you know, they're trying to grow their fan base. They're trying to cater to the algorithms. But I do also feel like you can be that one to break it, you know, and be that one to actually have a body of work. So I've been dropping singles, but I'm not trying to stay confined to the algorithm. I have a project that's on the way that this song is a part of called Storylines. And um, I'm trying to start dropping more projects often so that people can get behind it and actually cater to something that they like and that they love. That's good. So on this storyline project, you're getting ready to drop. Are we dropping it at the top of the 2024? You waiting to the beginning of the year? Yeah, I'm waiting to the beginning of the year. Can we expect any uh, collaborations on it or is it all just you? I got two collaborations on it. That's from, from some big artists, actually. Um, oh, really? And uh, Evan Ford. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shouts out to Evan Ford. Yeah, Eris and Evan are, are they, they've been killing the game for a long time, brother and yeah. sister duo. So yeah, yeah, shouts out to them too as well. So have you have you worked? Listen, you you got a lot of a lot of uh, CHH artists in Columbus. I don't know if you've been down there, but you got the <laughs> you got the Grays, you got Taylor and Christian Gray, you got Yavis, yeah. you got uh, Armad Wake Up. I don't know if any of these names ring a bell to you, but uh, yeah, <laughs> will you will you be? Uh, and oh, forgive me, you got uh, what's gonna call it close to you too as well, uh, Christ Junior. And mm -hmm. uh, what's That's my, my other brother name? Uh, oh man, I forget. You got a lot of dope artists in Ohio. So, like, will we see some Ohio connections and collaborations? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, I tried reaching out to Taylor Gray. I'm gonna try again. Maybe one day I'm gonna have to pop up to his church. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, 
There you but, go. <laughs> but I tried reaching out to him for sure. Um, I would love to work with Taylor Gray. That's actually one of my favorite lyricists in CHH. Yes. Dope, man. And uh, Christ Jr., that's actually my dog. We from the same city. So um, I was happy to see him start blowing up, man. And we've been talking. Um, so I'm really connected with Christ Jr. We like brothers, man. So most definitely we'll be collaborating with him soon. That's what's up. Yeah, shouts out to Christ Jr. He just did the uh, a song. He got a uh, Miles Minnick featuring on. It's doing crazy numbers. So yeah, uh, definitely yeah. salute to him on that. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I pray to uh, you, you you connect with him and Taylor and everybody else dope there. So I got to yeah. ask you the the the, the other hip hop question. Okay, so if you could pick two artists from any mm-hmm. genre of music, dead or alive, to form a super group, what two artists mm-hmm. you picking? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's a tough question, man. Ooh, man, dead or alive. Ooh. Any genre, super. any genre of music. They still gonna come on and do your thing, but yeah, you they, you forming a super group. Mm. I'm gonna say Drake and Michael Jackson. That'd be a crazy super group. Drake and Michael Jackson. <laughs> wow. That'd be crazy. That is going to be crazy, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I could just imagine that. That's super dope. So, listen, what else you got going on, man? Before we get you out of here, you uh, you on any tours? You opening up for anybody? Uh, I'm not on any tours right now. Um, My last show, big show that I did, I was at Flavor Fest last year, and that was amazing. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to get back there next year. Just been working, trying to take care of this baby, man, getting out of this dad life, but I'm adjusting. So here soon, I'm actually about to start hosting my own shows at the top of 2024 in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Talk about that. What, what is that a, a like a, a Friday night out, Saturday night out, uh, like little hip hop event? What, what is that? What is that event going to be? Yeah, it's going to be a, a like a Saturday night quarterly event that I'm a host for different Christian artists. Um, I talked to Christ Jr. about it and some more local rappers here at Dayton. And we're going to try to get together and actually get behind each other and push each other so we can get bigger artists to come down here. Um, earlier this year, like in the summer, Lecrae was here actually. And, uh, we didn't capitalize on that, um, opportunity. He was here. He did a free show here at the Dayton airport and we didn't capitalize on that. So that's something that we got to start capitalizing on, um, and pushing each other so we can actually all grow together. No, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you definitely should capitalize on that. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, we appreciate your brother coming on, man. So yeah, last question, get you out of here, man. If you could change one thing, man, in CHH, whether it be the business, the music side, what would you change? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. <sighs> I would Me? change not fitting in trends and just being yourself. Um mm. see, a lot of artists want to trend. But there's a lot of underground lyrics. Like e, I feel like Eshawn Burgundy wasn't wasn't appreciated enough, or the Jackie Hill Perry's wasn't appreciated enough. I mean, we appreciated them, but it's like they should be bigger than what they are. Now, granted, um, you know, culture is going want what culture wants, but I really love lyricism, and I feel like that's an art form in Christian hip hop that we don't appreciate enough, um, and we just hide behind beats, but. That would be something that I would change is appreciating those lyricists and not just getting a good bop, but actually listening to what they saying, you know, because they got some wisdom in there. So 
Yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna give it to you, man. Uh, you you are a, a, a young man with an old soul because, to your point, <laughs> most in your age range do not appreciate Jackie or Eshan. But I'm a I'm a I'm an OG. I will be considered an OG like yeah. Eshan and Jackie. So yeah, we we still bump Eshan and Jackie. So to me, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. It's in my playlist right now. As soon as I hop in the whip, yeah, I'm riding down the streets. But yes, to 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 a younger audience. Depending on where you go, a lot of them cannot relate and understand. So the two you just gave are two like super theologians. So like mm-hmm. that in itself uh, just shows spiritual maturity in you because you have to understand the different double entendres and everything that they, they say within it. Like, yeah, it, it refers back to scripture. So, yeah, that's solid. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Listen, Thank I appreciate you, you man. Uh, tell the people how they can rock with you. Follow you on all your social media platforms. Okay. Um, you guys can follow me on all platforms at Will Kellum. That's W-I-L-L-K-E-L-L-U-M on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, anywhere you name it. Um, Apple Music, Spotify. You can look that name up and see it. Yeah. Appreciate y'all for having me. For show, keep it locked. You tune into the fix. You know the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. And it's time to get real in these streets, huh, Dice? Uh, Got to go on this real talk, huh? Have a little fun today, huh? Oh Lord, I know you did not choose this this subject right here. Woo! Some people are not gonna like it. Uh, uh some people are not gonna like this one at all. <laughs> It's good though. We're talking about old school parenting versus new school parenting. And I, I feel like we walked down this road before, but um what are we gonna do? Dive in deep on this one? And talk Absolutely. about parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about the differences. I just think uh some 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 values need to be brought back. And um I, I think we mm-hmm. we've lost our way of understanding the importance of family. Uh it just depends mm-hmm. on what household, you know, you know, you go into. But I think, yes, family is important. I think us understanding the importance of family and also Mm -hmm. respecting the elders. I know absolutely, you know, things have changed, but there are still some old practices from uh, 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 that elders, the grandparents and some of the parents can give to the kids who are now, of course, having, you know, babies. And, you know, you talk about the grandkids that still needs to be kind of like. It, it, it should be across the line. No, we still should keep this in the family, family traditions and everything. So I know one thing when you talk about old school versus new school on the parenting side and family traditions, eating dinner as a family. Where where where, where has that went, Dice? That that thing is gone. And, and I, 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 I cringe at so many households that don't even sit down. Even if it's just once a week, no Sunday dinner, no mid midweek, uh, you know, just have a conversation. Put your phones down. Have a conversation with your family. Husbands and wives, are y'all sitting down and eating dinner together and talking about your day, uh, talking about your vision, talking about what you want to do? Are you sitting down with your kids, really uh, asking them questions? Because, yes, we, we know as parents, we got to pry into their lives. So you might have to ask the same question five times to get the right answer. But it's worth it. And I, I remember my parents were great at this. And it was easy, too, when you got somebody, when you're, when you're fellowshipping. And you got a steak dinner or you got some roast beef and mashed potatoes and some cornbread there. People use it talk. I'm just saying when foods evolve. So, yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on, you know, eating dinner as a family? You think that's a, a, a tradition or something that we still uh, should be doing? Or, you know, what's your thoughts on it? I was good at 
the word eat. I'm like, I just think all good things happens happen when you're eating. Like, I, I really can't remember one bad oh thing happening in my life. <laughs> when I was when eating. I, when I was eating, yeah. Like, not one. It didn't matter what it was, you know. Somebody just died. Like, I'm eating. Put Bless God that I made it. In front of dice Come and on. it's going down. Food is just like the fellowship. God knew what he was doing. He was like, man, if y'all will sit somewhere and fellowship, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I think uh, we talk about it all the time on the show. Like, I think a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how did our parents, especially moms and grandmas, go to church, come home, and the food was already in the oven. Like, this was a time before microwaves. And, you know, it was just ready. Like, it was just a knack. And they just knew we were going to sit down when we came back from the house of God. We're going to eat like uh, together to your point. No cell phones. And I don't remember. We didn't have a TV in our dining room growing up. That was not a thing. Like, that's not something you do or did. Um, Shout out to my cousin, Caleb. He's a Mennonite. And I had one of the best dinners in Georgia, like on, on the grounds of hanging with him and his family. And focus, this is crazy. You know them hymn books that we have? So yeah, the elders had a, yeah, they had a hymn books and they had a green ones too. So they so they okay. sing. And it's just a table of elders. And the, the kids and the other youth, y'all get to sit back in another room. And the elders just sing for like 20 minutes before anybody eats. They just sit there and set the atmosphere. They go through hymns. I'm talking without music. And it just fills the place. And then they and then they eat. And I just was like, I love that you sitting here like you get so much knowledge and wisdom. You're learning about family uh, traditions and stories. And this generation is just missing it. So when we talk about old versus new, y'all just missing out on so many things. And I'll be real with you. If you're a woman of God and this is me like, this, you know, anything in the kitchen is my zone. Mm. Look, our, our, you know. We put our kids out, what was it, a week ago or two? I don't know. They gone. First thing I did, Focus, my husband bought me the uh, the new, uh, the full set of Oneida, the heavy, the heavy forks and knives. I, I can't even with you. They was out. Listen, they, they might have been three feet outside the door. And I went in the kitchen and started undoing the new knives and forks. And then I got the new pots because I got a whole set of new pots. I got the stoneware for my birthday and I had it hidden because I was like, y'all can't use my stuff. Can't use it because you're not going to treat it right. (laughs) Wow. I I just cooked dinner in that yesterday. I was like, I am in heaven. But I'll, I'll say all this to say, when you sit down to eat dinner, you allow a woman to be a woman. And if you're a man and you cook, that's fine. But I'm talking about if you got a real woman of God, she loves doing this. She loves laying out the spread. Like, giving you the little plates with all the little different foods and stuff on it like we live for these moments and so it's like you almost i think i I don't know man you're just missing out on a lot when you don't sit down for dinner you learn a lot yes yeah you can go out to eat if you want to but it's just like sitting down and eating together as a family man you just get to catch up on so many things you get to pray together for those of you who ain't praying in your daily word i love putting people on the spot and asking them to pray when i know they ain't prayed since last thanksgiving i wow. love it 
I love it. Yes. You're going to pray today. Pray. Yeah. Bless our food. Bless our food. So it's like, it's just so many things that happen when you have that fellowship time. And that's the old school thing. These these kids, they be on their cell phone. They be scrolling through Instagram, TikTok. And while, yeah. The whole time they feeding their face. Ain't nobody talking to each other. While they, we got to compliment my husband and I at a restaurant because we don't, we don't, we don't get on our phones. We just sit there and eat and enjoy each other. We just Google eyes and we just, you know, we so goofy like that. Feeding each other like, you know, like on a lady in the tramp, the spaghetti, being all corny. Like we love that thing. <clears throat> Got a compliment. Lady was like, wow, you know, everybody in here is on their phone but you. Yeah, because yeah. we actually like each other. You yeah. said that before. But it was like me and my wife actually like each other. Like we, we are here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we yeah. are here. But yeah, old versus new is different. It's definitely different. And you brought up, I'm glad you brought up them gadgets, all these cell phones and tablets and uh, all this Instagram, social media. I, I, you know, one other thing I know when you talk about old school versus new school on the parenting side, encouraging your kids to go outside and play. Oh, wow. Get them off them devices. Mm-mm. Get them off of the idiot box, the TV, and tell them to go outside and learn some life lessons. Learn nature. Climb a tree. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I remember when we used to have challenges on who could climb the tallest tree. We didn't care if we jumped down either and broke a leg. And we and it's funny because we didn't break nothing. You know how I many trees I didn't jumped out of? I ain't broke not one limb, dice. I probably will now. I'm a lot older now, so yeah, I wouldn't try it now. But I'm just saying, just in general, yes. What happened to encouraging your kids to go outside and play? compared to staying in house all day you talk about wow. obesity you talk about kids being overweight it's because they're not playing outside they're not getting exercise in that was our exercise we didn't have all these fancy fitness centers back in the day dice when we came up either you play sports or you played outside that was our exercise so what's your thoughts on that encouraging your kids to go outside compared to being on them tablets and stuff all day i'll be honest with you if we had young kids right now they wouldn't have tablets they wouldn't have cell phones they wouldn't have any of that like I, I used to get mad when my mom and my grandma tried to say, you can't go outside. Like, well, uh, excuse me. Like it was, I was offended. I, I probably still need to ask God for forgiveness for some days that they tried to tell me I couldn't go outside and play. That was like, I get to go see my friends. I get to have fun. To your point, there were no rules outside. I could climb whatever tree. I'm yes. riding my bike wherever I want to ride it. I'm playing whatever game me and my friends have invented. Like, we're going to see something new. We're taking a new path. We're going to whatever park. I'm drinking out of whoever's water holes. Like, I am in my... You can't tell me nothing outside. Like, outside was the place to be as a kid. And I think I gave this report... Uh, I don't know, probably last month. And it's a new report concerning children in their eyes. More kids are wearing glasses because they haven't gone outside. They are on the tablet or are on the cell phone. And when you go outside and you actually play outside, your long vision is what gets developed. But because kids aren't going outside, it's harder for them to actually see long distances. And it's requiring them to get more glasses so it's like there's a lot going on you are affected when you don't go outside you're not getting the oxygen you need like jesus got the trees out here making all the oxygen for you you know but if you sit up in the house all day you got allergies maybe that's why go get some regular air like without just just regular air you know so yeah um, old school versus new school i encourage these new uh this new generation please let your kids go outside and play without a cell phone without a tablet and i'll be real with you all those stranger that stranger danger and people looking for your kids trying to hunt them down and kidnap them trust me they sending them little messages on their iphone and their ipad talking about meeting me on the corner in two minutes uh i'll never forget jada our daughter she was 12 years old and she got a message on the 
iPad. My husband would let her use his, right? It didn't have any, you know, no restrictions or nothing. And she was like creating some type of uh, like page on one of these, you know, little corny web- websites. And the guy was like, don't you want to be a model? And she was like, yeah. And then he was like, what's your address? I'll come and get you. And my husband was able to intercept that. And that's what I'm saying. Like these people are coming for your kids by any means necessary. You need to get them off of that electronic stuff. Let them go outside and play to your point focus and let them eat good food, not McDonald's and Burger King every single day. Please go cook for your child. If God bless you with a kid. He then gave you a whole baby. You've been begging for this child, praying for this child. If God bless you with a child, feed the child food that God actually made for the child. Ain't no That's way good. this baby should be eating nuggets at two, two, two months old. Why he sucking on a chicken nugget or a chicken bone at, <laughs> at, at one? Like apples, peas, bananas, corn. Like you want good brain health. You know, you sitting here, you got your kid, you know, he in the slow class. You're like, I don't know why he's slow. Maybe because he's been eating Popeye since he was one. Like, stop. Don't do this. Don't do it. Yeah, Please don't feed do the it. baby. Don't do it. Feed the baby the oh. right thing. Fruit vegetables. We having a yeah. good one oh, today. Old versus new, huh? We got to go to a break. We coming right back with more. Keep it locked. Mm-hmm. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-tos. And we back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Another fun show in the books, Dice. I know we got to... Um, Report this news, though. We got any updates on Israel and what's going on? And, woo, it's a whole mess. I'm, we definitely praying for everybody over yeah. uh, over there, but it, it's a whole mess. Well, it's, it's a whole mess, but I'll be real with you. This mess has been uh, on its way for a while now. Anybody who has lived in the area, they know that there has been conflict between Hamas and Israel since 2006. So you do have an Islamic militant group called Hamas um, that has controlled Gaza since 2006. And so Hamas, for some reason, they felt like they could fire rockets into Israel. Um, You know, October the 7th, they attacked with Israel not knowing that they were going to attack. And here's the thing. And I, I said this before on air. We across the world, we're watching it you know, with our own bias of what it is. But, you know, truth be told, this thing, this conflict dates back to 1947. So they have been going through this for a while. And then if we want to really get honest, this conflict has been dating back since Bible times. So there's no, there's no running from this. And this is, I'll be real with you folks. This is the thing that frustrates me. The Bible has over 2,500 prophecies in it and over 2,000 of those 2,500 have come to pass with 100% accuracy. So that's why I'm like, you guys can keep on trying to deny <laughs> deny the Bible and deny what it is and deny how this thing unfolds. But truth be told, the conflict was, it was going to happen either way. You know, it was just like, it happened by surprise. And so here we are and I'm praying for all the families. I cannot even imagine being in the middle of a war that I didn't start but this conflict was bound to happen and now we have to have some type of ending for this war I'm praying that it ends swiftly uh, but the report is as of today in Algeria I can't even say it Algerian news everybody's reporting 
Israel has troops on the ground. So I just think that they they're just not willing to let this go. And we're going to be at war. So everybody's at war. You know, what I'm saying across the water. I'm praying for everybody, even Ukraine and Russia, um, Gaza and Israel. But this is where we are. You know, what I'm saying this is why we need Jesus too. We, we we come on the show, we're playing music, and we got all these real talk topics. We're talking to artists and stuff like that, folks. But let's be honest, we, we everybody needs Jesus right now. That's what you're gonna need. <laughs> That's what the world needs. Uh, no pun intended. So, um, just praying, praying for everybody, the hostages and things like that. But war is ugly. It's not fair. Um, but this is this is what it is right now. Um, you know, Israel is actively putting troops on the ground. So I'm sure there'll be some type of assault coming up and we'll keep you posted. We will keep you posted. Yeah, we definitely keep you posted. And um, I know uh, yesterday, too, as well, No Big Deal went to his uh, Instagram. Did you see uh, No Big Deal's uh, post? Uh, you know, he, he just, you know, had some concerns about, you know, just the whole situation at large and just how government and everything is just ran. And yeah, it, it, it's sad, Dice. I'm be honest with you, because, you know, some of these things we know, you know, have been, you know, prophecy, you know, were going to happen. But some of this stuff, too, as well, is just, you know, a lot of just corruption in the world. So it is what it is. But we're definitely praying for everybody. Uh, especially anybody who's lost anybody uh, over there. Um, definitely praying for peace. And we definitely praying for this to come to an end soon because, woo, we look up, Dyson. Oh, my goodness. This thing could be going on for the next year. You know what I'm saying? So we, we pray that that's, not, that that's not what happens. But, yeah, we definitely praying for everybody over there um, that's uh, dealing with this situation. I'm, 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 praying, I'm praying for everybody over here, too. I'm sitting here like you know not to cut you off but like people are being affected over here because you have families who are helping you know they're they're part of their families and i'm talking about from palestine and israel like you have families who are they're taking care of their grandparents or their nieces and nephews you know what i'm saying like they're you know they work here but they live there and it's like now there's no travel there's no moving around like you can't even get through some of the cell phone towers are down so it's hard for you to check on your people you know what i mean so this is it's a big deal and um you know like i don't want i'll be real with you just my last thing like the israelites if you are a christian you know that they are god's chosen people like we cannot even skirt around that and it's no. this is something this is this is like this is a hard conversation for christians to have because it's like this is what the Bible's talking about in the end times. You will have to take a stand. You will have to take a side. There isn't going to be this, oh, it's just God loves everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be treated equal. It's not going to be that. The Bible's no. very clear about what this is. And so this is a, like, even for me, folks, I'll be honest with you. Like in my prayer time, I was like, God, help me to believe. You know, like, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Because it's like, that's you good. live you live in the world and you want to have your opinion of what a thing is. But you and I both know if we are called and if we're Christians and if we truly have accepted that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, there is a belief system we have to have. You know what I'm saying? That's yes. why I was like, man, and when things start to pop off, it ain't no switching sides. It's like hmm. Who you rolling with. <laughs> I mean, I'm for real, Jesus. And it's, yeah, and it's, real. but there's a there, you got to look in the mirror. It's a look in the mirror moment of okay, God, I believe you. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I have been believing you. Don't stop believing God now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't stop believing God now. You know what I'm saying? So now this is a time where we as Christians, we dig deep. This is why we're needed to pray, to go support our communities. And I mean, not just the our Israeli community, our Palestine community too. So it's like we we need to be out here in these streets, like loving on people, supporting people, you know, and not being afraid. You know what I mean? Like, don't, this is not the time to shrink back. This is the time where we stand up and we be that light that God has always designed us to be. You know what I'm saying? Sharing his gospel. And it's needed now more than ever in the world. So I would encourage all of you to find somebody to love on this week. Please, please find please somebody, find somebody to love on. on. Yeah, listen, uh, shouts out to our brother, Will Kellum. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all enjoyed that exclusive spiritual detox. He got new music he's working on. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow him on all your social media platforms and run them numbers up. Uh, super talented rhyme spitter. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we continue to bring these new artists on here. And uh, when I tell you, yeah, we in a good place, Dice, with all these yeah. different artists we starting to just talk Crazy. with and find this. this it makes no sense. New music, it makes no sense. So shouts out to him. Listen, go out and be great today, kings and queens. We mm-hmm. love y'all. We're going to see y'all tomorrow. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be your goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.